Hey folks, welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Podcast and the Mindset Matters Edition, where I'm joined by my wife and Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francy. Together, Stephanie and I engage in a conversation about different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters. We believe that we're living in and through one of the most impactful global events in history. And let's face it, few have trained for or are equipped to deal with the life that is unfolding before them. The need to pivot in your business, your career, or perhaps deal with shifting family dynamics lies before many. We hope to inspire you to ask yourself questions or pause to consider how you view your world, your life. We'll invite you to check in on where you are on your journey, and are you still clear on your intended destination, or has it changed? Join us for this in our series of Mindset Matters. Listen in, enjoy. Hey folks, welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Podcast, Mindset Matters. I'm joined again by my amazing wife, Stephanie. Hello. Hey, hon. So I had a busy week. Yeah, me too. Okay, well, yours was a little busy fighting (laughs) fires. (laughs) Got my ass handed to me all week. Okay, so aside from that, uh, I had a busy week in, a, in an interesting kind of way, but one of the things that showed up for me this week, uh, more than once, it actually happened to come up in a way of a topic uh, three or four times. So I had a couple of coaching calls, then I did a podcast with a guy out of Amsterdam and Robert Overweg, and he was a cool cat, cool corporate stuff that he was doing. Anyways, the topic this week is environment, community, and culture. What the heck does that even mean? They all sound kind of like the same thing. Yeah, and they're not. They're not. So, you know, most of our listeners are, you know, either entrepreneurs, want to be entrepreneurs, real estate investors. We have quite a range of people and or uh, those individuals that are in careers. Anyways, the point is, is it's a mature audience generally, you know, driven to achieve different sets of results, a little bit higher results, often A-type personalities. That's all to say that this why this topic is important. They're leaders in general. And uh, even if you're not a leader or you don't hold yourself as a leader, this is some of the things that I think we need to consider. Now, when we talk about community, culture, environment, let's start to give some examples. Let's get to work right away. And, you know, for me, one of the best examples is around your athletes. And I'll give it a context for a couple of people that I talked to, a couple of RAIN members who I talked to this week, and then we'll talk from a business perspective, even what I do, uh, we do within our businesses. Okay. So let's start with the conversation around athletes. So you have world-class Olympic athletes that you're working with. And in the world, they're in the, you know, the world of skating and they have an environment that is what we would call a high performance environment. The coaches are all world-class and Olympic class. The ice that they're skating on in the space that they're in isn't, you know, they're just them. They're just all world-class skaters in that environment. It is set up for them to succeed. So whether it be the dressing rooms, access to food and water, whatever it might be, it's all there and would say, this is world-class. Yeah, it's 100% a world-class environment. And even the renovations, in the, for example, the city of Montreal came to Patrice and said, hey, you know, we want to up-level this and up-level that. And we got to be a part of, of actually looking at how some of the renovations of the city arena would work. So that's creating an environment. Now, then we talk about the culture. And the culture is something that has to be driven. Now, I can't 
you know, when I look at this and say, well, we're business owners and or we're entrepreneurs at some level, I'm what I'm saying this is you're the pointy end of the spear. So if I'm talking to you, our listeners right now saying you're the pointy end of the spear. So you, it's up to you to create the environment and to set the bar for culture. Now, when you look at the culture, once again, of your athletes, talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I think the culture was created and has to be continually co-created between the coaches, the athletes, the support staff, etc. And, and it has to be a common conversation. And when the culture is truly communication, it's how do you communicate? How do you set the bar so that everybody understands the basically the rules of engagement, how to to show up, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, what the level of um, engagement is in terms of uh, dress, what are they, what, how, you know, just who are they showing up as? And that is a conversation. And it had to be created right from the beginning. And it came right down from the head coaches. So when you think about it, it's, but having said that, I know the coaches, so I don't want to step over this. So it's not like the coaches are, are the masters of the world of that world. They are responsible and they are accountable for supporting and facilitating culture. But you can't have a culture really that everybody doesn't buy into and agrees on. So my experience has been to let the team create and discuss what culture do you want to you know, what, what do you want the culture to be? So, you know, uh, it's a high performance culture. It means, you know, no complaining, no gossip, for example, that would be all cultural, uh, supportive in terms of collaborative and uh, communication and focused. So that might be part of this particular culture. When you walk into that environment within this culture, you know, it's supposed to be fun and you're going to have fun, but it's also being respectful of what somebody else is doing. So, for example, when your teams are on the ice and they're doing a skate through of a program. It's called a run through. Okay. A run through. <laughs> so important. Okay. Details. <laughs> Details. Oh, that's all part of the culture. culture. So when they're doing a run, run through. through the others are watching. They'll step to the side. They yeah. step to the side, give them space to do what they need to do, and they applaud at the end. And guess what? Those are competitors that are applauding for them because you're working with a number of teams from around the world, and they're supportive. That's the culture. You know, just because you're from Canada versus U.S. versus, I don't know, France, France, Lithuania. Yeah. That's the thing is that when you create a culture intentionally, so you set an intention to, to create a culture where people can communicate and they can commit to being their best and have the support around them to allow other people to be their best, it has a, a very high bar. And it also allows you to decide what you stand for, you know, what, what they stand for as athletes, what the coaches stand for what they're going to tolerate, what they're not going to tolerate. And what we've discovered over the years is that there, there have been teams that have approached um, the head coaches and said, we really want to come and train there. So they will take them through an interview process. And you know what? Sometimes it doesn't fit. We had one team from Canada try three times. And it's not like we didn't like them as people. They were just, they weren't a fit in the culture. So the point of that is, you know, when you think about culture, not everybody's going to fit into that culture. That's part of it, right, folks? So think about this for a second. You create the environment, and then you start to say, well, what is the culture going to be? We get an agreement by everybody. And then when you have people showing up and you do that interview process, there are going to be signs and tells 
that they have through a set of questions and a conversation that go, yeah, you know, it's not going to fit. You're just not going to be a fit. You're not a high performance person. You don't, you know, you don't hold the same benchmark. I don't see that being coachable for you, whatever the assessment is so that you're not actually, when you bring somebody into a culture that isn't of that culture, of that mindset, of that view of the world, it becomes toxic. It then becomes that cancerous kind of thing that permeates at the culture and finally it breaks down. Now, we say this from experience. We've made that mistake. We've created culture and then through the cracks, you know, being absentee owners in a few cases, and then just through the cracks, what we've seen show up is that out of alignment and eventually that erodes and breaks things down. And the next thing you know, we're firefighting. So I want to just say that. Now we're going to go into the little bit more detail. And I know we're talking about, you know, the skating academy, but I want to, I'll, I'll apply it to business and give you some more details in that. Now, the final conversation is around community. And when you look at community, you consider that you're in the skating community. And so within that community, you've created an environment, there's a culture, and then there's a community. Now, in the world of community, you're hanging out with people who aren't part of your organization, but you're within a much larger community. And within that community, you try and create a, I guess, a way of being. Is mm-hmm. that the right term? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because we have to show up a certain way. I mean, there's sometimes when we get off an airplane, and there's 18 of us, we look like a football team, you know, walking in and everybody's... Okay, let me well, clear that up. Actually, let me clear that up. A very small, tiny, good-looking football team. <laughs> a football team. They're nope. only 110 pounds, but they're a football team. Okay. No, but it, it, I mean, the energy that comes with it, because everybody's aligned, everybody's committed, everyone's having fun, we're communicating. And when you get to go out and put the show on, you know, and they're all going to perform, and they love to compete and they love to perform, but they show up as friends and mm-hmm. they show up very much bonded. And that culture permeates everything. So we walk into the to the dressing room or they walk into the dressing room and they know other skaters from around the world, of course, because they've been competing for a long time, et cetera. These, we're talking about these are, you know, second and third year Olympians. And so they know people, but they can also sense now if someone is aligned with their values. And that's what's so interesting. There'll be times when I'll hear something, you know, a skater will say, you know, when I walk in the room, it just doesn't feel right. There's a weird vibe going on. I said, okay, well, why don't you just put your earbuds in? Nobody knows, you know, if you're listening to something or not. You know, it's not that you're ignoring them, but you need to keep your culture and your vibe going so that you are able to, you know, commit to what you're there to do. You don't have to let people into that environment. So that's the difference between the culture within and then getting out into the community where you are now going to be affected by other people's values. Okay. So, yeah, so that's great. And I understand, and hopefully our listeners do, we're going to keep going through the layers of this and I want to bring it to a real workable for small business owners, entrepreneurs. So I'll go to now within the real estate investment network, you know, Rain's been around for 30 years and really it is culture, it is environment, it is community. And we talk about it actually quite a lot. And Ultimately, the culture is one of collaboration, of thinking about real estate investing, but of being supportive. You know, I don't think there's many, none that I know of actually, you know, RAIN members who have experience, for example, who aren't there to support others who have not got the same experience. So in other words, within the culture of the RAIN community, 
which is the community. There are like-minded individuals that hang out with each other because they're all interested in investing. They're all interested in creating a financial future. Real estate is one of the ways that they're going to do that. And it's a big learning game. It's a lot of lessons to be learned, a lot of mistakes that can be made if you're not careful. And so within that culture, it's very collaborative. And then, of course, community. It's always about community, the network themselves, you know, as a national organization now. You know, right, really from shoreline to shoreline and even beyond in Canada, but it is a network of like minded individuals. Now, when we talk about culture, it's collaborative, but we also have the environment that we create, which is, in our case, these days went from lots of live events to being really a digital model and you know, the world has shrunk digitally. So we're doing and communicating things in a virtual world. And hopefully one day soon, you know, we're thinking to 2023, we'll do a live event or two. Now, that's all to say that, again, that's an example. Now, let's get to what we see in businesses that are causing some of the challenges and the breakdown, which is teams being built without that context. Now, I'm going to go back to Rain just a moment, and we can talk about our other business, ProSkate, we can talk about quantum speed, we can talk about our other businesses. But within Rain, you know, we went from the executive team primarily, but even the other team, you know, we're traveling across Canada, doing live events, hanging out with each other, being creative, uh, delivering on stage, hanging out with the community to now being really virtual. The team is virtual. And Getting together is a privilege. Getting together is like, you know, we have to fly to get together. Mm -hmm. We have to go out of our way. Now, that's a different kind of challenge, yet it has to be sustained. That same culture has to be sustained, but it's harder to sustain it because the circumstances have changed. And But if you're not conscious of it, it will fall apart very quickly. And that's where leadership comes in. You yes. know, and that's the definition of, of leadership is that if you're not honoring your values, somebody else is going to come in and then drive the bus with their values. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's wrong. It's just when these these gaps happen and you say the world has shrunk, but in some ways because of virtual world, the world has expanded at the same time. So there's more input at times and more things that can go wrong and more things that can go south because you're not there physically present in the office every day supporting the culture checking in with people, seeing what they're operating on top of, being able to redirect or or just realign people. And that's been probably one of my biggest challenges in the last little while is that not being there and having people drive their own values in a way that doesn't support the culture that we believed we thought we started with. It's interesting, isn't it? And it's very difficult to do. Now, you know, we I talk about ProSkate in terms of my retail business, which is now 38 years old. And various iterations and teams and all the things. But, you know, a couple of years ago when I lost what I thought was a key guy and it was interesting because I flew into Edmonton and sit down with the team and I'm going, okay, guys, I can do one of two things. I can either hire a general manager or there's three of you here. One of you can step up. So that person was chosen and we all agreed as the three of us saying, well, he's the best to lead it. I'm the best to be the right-hand guy. I'm the best to be the left-hand guy. And that's kind of how we created it. Then we sat down and said, okay, we need to be really clear on what is the culture? 
what is the environment and what is the community that we're trying to create the point of it is what we got back to was well you know as we're creating environment well what's the environment within the retail environment well the shops got to always be clean and the stores got to look great and you know within that culture we want to be seen as technicians and professionals and really driven to support you know our clients because we have clients not just customers it's a long-term relationship that we create now that was very intentional and then the community within the skating community and then the environment being the store the shop and all the things that go with it then once you dial that in the reason i share this is because once you dial that in now you have a benchmark now you have a container and a context and then you hire within that container, within that context, you go every day within that. So now if you're having a discussion with one of your teammates, it's like, dude, that's not what we agreed to. We said no gossip. We said no complaining. We said that the environment's going to be clean. Yeah, clean the shop. It's your turn to pick up the broom. It's right there. Yeah. And those agreements, you know, being able to communicate them up front and know that those expectations can be managed well means that that leadership has to also be aligned with the the values of the company and the values of the owner. And, you know, we've had, I've had people come up and say, you know, um, we didn't, they didn't clean the toilet. I'm like, okay, okay clean the toilet. <laughs> you know, it just, that was part of the value system that you said you wanted to be a part of. If it's not me and it's not you, who's doing it? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that, that saying, you know, from how far back we've been talking about for years is there is no we. You know, there's there's you and there's me. There's no we. It's like I say to you, hey, we need milk or we need to pick up something from the store. We need to fill the car with gas. And then you come home and the car's not full of gas because we didn't do it. And that's, I think, one of the dangers of um, not being solid in the community and the culture conversation. It's where things can break down and you when you don't have some framework to work within now back i'll use continue to use pro skate for example is that we gamify things you know it's a young crew so they are competitive by nature and so we gamify things you know and and those look like sales goals and weekly monthly sales goals that's one example we gamify it and we then focus on certain things but that's because that particular culture is young and they want to have fun because they're competitive and they like to win and so, hockey's a fun game and, and, and they all play and right. oh my gosh you should see some of the social media stuff with the 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 <laughs> youtube and the facebook yeah. posts and they, yeah. they're having a ton of fun they're having a ton of fun so you know we go back to rain around that within the culture within the agreements that we have we have to have fun and if it isn't fun we're not doing it now that has breakdowns because what's fun for me may not be fun for somebody else and vice versa but again it's the the conversations on the table. Now, let's keep breaking this down. Next layer. So for example, if you're not the entrepreneur, if you're not the, the pointy end of the spear, perhaps your supervisor, you're a manager, think in terms of what are you dealing with at the office? What are you dealing with at the shop? You know, are you fighting fires on a regular basis? Have you sat down with your team and come to an agreement and saying, okay, team, let's come to an agreement about how we want to show up at work. How do we want to be and what do we want to be about? How do we want to be seen as a team? How do we want to operate together? That's culture. Then we say, what's the environment? Now you may be limited. The environment's the environment. Maybe far less than ideal for you, but you're going to make the best of it. You all agree with that because that's part of what the culture is going to do. Now, 
that's setting an intention. Now, you wanted to talk a little bit about setting intention in this episode. So where do you want to go with intention? Well, I think it all starts with intention, right? It's like we talked about in, in one of our last podcasts that the RAS, the reticular activating system, comes with the power of intention. When you set an intention about what it is you want to, what you want your outcome to be, how you want to show up, what your what your goals are, but what do you want to intend? How do you want it to feel? How do you want it to look? You have, we're the creators of our life. You know, we're the ones that are setting the intention, whether you're the, the business owner or you are the supervisor or you're a person who ha- is working for someone else in a job. You're still, it's still your responsibility and your ability to respond to situations that, but if you don't have a powerful intention on what you want to, to achieve, then all this other stuff really doesn't matter. So it all goes back to setting a powerful intention. And when we do this conversation, when I do this conversation with the athletes that I work with or my clients, I do it through, um, we use the acronym ICE, I-C-E. It's intention first. What do you want to gain? What do you want to get? What do you want to give? Context or culture, community, C, E, environment. So intention, context, culture, community, and environment. So I break it down so that intention is always first. So if you're walking in, it's like you're getting into the car and you're driving and you're turning left and going, where are we going? You know, so, but if you just set your intention, where are we going? And you do your GPS or you throw your address into ways, you you have an intended place that you're going. And however you get there, depending on what happens in construction or whatever, you still have the intention of going there. So when I think about intention, I'm thinking about really removing a lot of the drama and a lot of the uncertainty around what it is that I want or what it is that we're trying to create. What's interesting about this conversation is that it overlaps with a conversation we've had many times around values. So you may be listening to this and going, yeah, well, that's fine for you because you own the business or that's fine for you because you're the person making the decisions. But I want you to consider that even if you are working for an organization and you have to consider that you have an impact on the environment around you and don't shut down around what's possible for you to manage your environment to the degree you can and to have an impact on the culture by just showing up. You can either buy into the bar that gets set. You know, if if somebody, if the, if the environment's or the culture is toxic. You know, maybe there's lots of gossip, lots of complaining. It's like the thing that everybody does. Oh, environments aren't toxic. No, I said people, culture. I said culture. Are, you can, yeah, exactly. I okay, said culture. Good. Thank you. Okay. So the point is, is that at some point you may also go, I'm not willing to compromise this anymore. So maybe some of the realization that you have is that you want to step into a culture and now you start looking for opportunities that actually get give you the the chance or the opportunity to show up and be true to your values. That's a cultural kind of thing. Like attracts like, and it takes work to do that as opposed to just putting up with it. And also understanding that you are a participant in building the culture and the mm-hmm. environment. I had someone say to me, somebody who left the business last week, again, twice now, she said to me, well, it's no longer a high performance environment. I said, yes, the environment hasn't changed right? There's things that have changed around it. But if you are not a leader, you are not bringing high performance, then it's not going to happen. The the high performance environment didn't get created by a magic wand. 
it got created because the people inputted and contributed in a way that everybody took a stand for what was high performance. It doesn't go away. But if you don't hold the, the value of, of what high performance and the definition of what high performance is, then of course it's going to stop. And that's what happened. It's like in, if you're in the environment, folks, and you know, you're saying to yourself, I'm constantly being inundated by whiners, complainers. It's toxic in terms of the gossip and somebody else is really or wrong. Or nobody's working as hard as I am. Nobody's working as hard. You know, there is a place where you have to look at it and say, where am I not taking a stand? Because this all morphs into a fundamental conversation and it's fundamental, but a difficult one, which is what are you tolerating? So when you're creating culture, it also ha goes into conversations where what are you willing to tolerate and what are you not going to tolerate? What is aligning with your values and not aligning with your values? So if gossip is a thing, which is just toxic, I don't care what environment it is, what culture it is. If there's gossip, it's toxic. It's eating away somewhere. And at the end of the day, if you're buying into it, if you're putting up with it, if you're, if you're even having the conversation or listening to it, you're part of the problem. So these are things that when it comes to creating a great culture, that is the stands that people have to take, that you can take, even if you're not the owner of the business, the manager, the supervisor, whatever role, whatever role you're playing, that takes, I guess, a, it takes courage to yeah. actually do that. And, uh, because it came up for me this week, I actually happened to be talking to owners of businesses who were hiring and they were having to hire quickly because of growth and all the rest of it. And one of the things that they were running into is HR problems. And some of the HR problems that we were facing or they were facing, I could see very clearly that it was because they were hiring to fill a position without a consideration for the team that they were trying to build. So they didn't have an intention. Yeah, they didn't have the intention of what, yeah. they didn't even have a clue around, I don't, I don't want to say, I don't want to minimize that, that's not fair to them, but they weren't thinking in terms of what is the culture of the team that I'm trying to build because ultimately- And what are the values? Right, they were just putting out fires, which is I got a job to do, I got to get some people in here, I need heartbeats and people that breathe and I can- <laughs> you know, then hire them. But that always comes back to haunt us. So in the short term, got it, you're fighting, you know, you're firefighting. But none of this, I want to just say is easy, by the way, you know, as absentee owners, and as owners of more than one business, you know, you've got the dynamics of people, because then life happens. And life happens to other people. And this great team that you have, this great culture of you have you that you have can easily come apart. And I've been through that more times than I care to even talk about, but it is a challenge. But I always go back to, I wouldn't change the thought process. No, agreed. And I think one of the most interesting things building teams is that when you look at the values of the individuals, when they're showing up at work or at the arena or at the, at the event, et cetera, they're one way. But if they have to generate that to be in your environment and it's not true for them, say at home or in the, in the other areas of their life, it's exhausting. Mm -hmm. And it's very difficult to, to, to generate that kind of um, enthusiasm if it's not really true for you. And I've gone through that a couple of times where, you know, people that have been around me, they want to do this. They want to inspire. They want to impress me. They don't want to let me down. 
So they put all this energy into being a certain way because that's how they think I want them to be. Instead mm -hmm. of them buying in and developing and learning and, and um, growing themselves so that they have that culture. So they would be this way in one in the business, but at home or within their social life, they were completely different. So to me, that creates an imbalance. It creates an imbalance. It creates a, a, a lack of alignment. And I think it's just eventually it just starts to unravel and you can't hold that many false, I don't know, personas. Is that, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Is that yeah. the right word? Well, yeah, you can't be somebody that you're not for long. And then it, even uh, if you want to, even if you want to, and it seems like such a great idea. <laughs> it always creeps back. Yeah. You know, and I, and I think about, so I want to go back to a fundamental, you know, so we talked about rain briefly. I mean, we were doing, when we were doing live events still pre COVID, you know, we were doing 60 events, 50, 60 events a year. And some of them were really large events, you know, four or 500 people, even more. And then ultimately we delivered world-class events. Now from the client's experience, we just, you know, they saw the speakers and everything seemed to be okay, whether it would be me or JG or any number of the speakers that were on stage on any given big event weekend. And it all seems to go off, but they very few would have a, an awareness of the dozen or so people that have been meeting on a daily basis leading up to that event, the roles that had to be played, the expectations that had to be met, all of the logistics and the operation of that and connection with the venue, for example, let alone the speakers, let alone the who's coming up next in the agenda and managing timeframes and everybody being on point. Like it takes a lot to pull that off. But if you don't have the culture for that, if you don't have the environment for that and that community to come together to pull that off, guess what? You don't deliver that. You just can't. And I'm just using that as an example because it's right in my face and I see that. But even today when we're doing virtual events i mean gosh we talk about we you know for those of you who are familiar with rain and, and you know you heard jg and i talk about ruth you know our event coordinator i mean she is the quarterback and you she's know. in the philippines and she's in the philippines <laughs> like what yeah and she is absolutely brilliant so you know when you think about all of that but guess what she's the quarterback and she runs the show and we don't try and run the show around her. We're constantly having communication around her. The tech team is communicating with her. The speakers are communicating with her. JG and I are doing what JG and I do in the background to bring the content and deliver it. I mean, it really is a, a, a quite a, a it, it's a big deal to deliver a quality event and it's not done easily and without, We I think we make it look easy because that's what we've been told. But it's not. It's like the, the proverbial duck on the top of the water. <laughs> and, you know, the feet are just pedaling really fast. No, underneath. it's true. And, and that takes a high degree of trust, too. Right. And, and that's a that's a, been a word recently that just gets bantered around is that, you know, a high degree of trust in order to pull off an event or to be able to present something that that everybody is pulling in the same direction. That means it's a value-based environment, value-based community. And I think the great thing about RAIN is that the community and the RAIN members and the people that are drawn to that are understanding that it is a lot of work and it is, you know, because we're not selling real estate, for example, like other events, not selling giant coaching programs, not selling, 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 that it takes a high level of, of trust and integrity for everybody to be pulling in the same direction. And when that gets broken down, 
it it's it's quite it, it can be quite damaging well it is damaging in a lot of ways you know mentally and emotionally it kicks it kicks your ass so you know as we wind this down you know we bring to everybody's attention that if you're still listening here culture community environment when you start to think in those terms and break those things down Take responsibility for where you can play a role in that. Look at maybe some of the challenges that you are currently facing and see where the breakdown is. You know, is it, have you got a culture breakdown, a cultural breakdown in terms of what you all agree to? Do you have any agreements? You know, lots of businesses and lots of operations kind of just fly by the seat of their pants. And thankfully, there's a supervisor or a manager in place or an owner. And guess what they're doing? They're managing by fire. Mm -hmm. So these are things that we want to consider as business owners, as real estate investors. Uh, consider the culture, consider the community that you're creating, and consider the environment. And things could go a lot better if you can at least look at it in that context and then start to build your business around that. Any uh, parting wisdom, Miss hmm. Stephanie? Not really wisdom, just a lots of insights and, and some humility over the last few weeks is just being able to take a look at where, you know, I'm responsible, where I'm, I'm accountable for the breakdowns of things that have happened in the last little while. And I just think that there's a, a, a reset <laughs> that's happening for many of us in, in our businesses. I'm, I'm not opposed to, to learning and to taking the hit and taking responsibility and then setting a new trajectory. And that's, it takes a lot of work. It takes humility. And I'm uh, just really grateful for the support of you and the, and the people that we have around us as I go through this. Well, you know, something in it, and just to end on this note, folks, you know, we've, we're actually, we created the podcast Mindset Matters built on what's happening in the world these days. And the, in this case, you know, the coming out seemingly of the pandemic and what that created, but that also created a whole number of global macro issues that, you know, eventually and slowly but surely will be at the effect of. And, you know, the wisdom here is be sure that you have that community and that you've created that, that uh, environment for yourself to actually not just survive, but thrive in times of challenges, whether those be economic or financial challenges or business challenges, whatever they might be for you, uh, consider the community, consider the environment and consider the culture that you're going to create to go forward. Uh, Stephanie, thanks a lot. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends as it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.